Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Monday, February 27th. We're nearing the end of the month. Matter of fact, tomorrow is the final day of this month, and we're beginning a new week at the same time. So I hope you are having a good day in the Lord, and I hope you had a good weekend. And my, we had a good time here in the Lord's house at the Island Ford Baptist Church on Sunday. Sunday morning, we had a house filled with people and a good blessing, several visitors that were with us. And we had uh, a young man announce his call to preach, Brother Jacob Rickard. He is Brother Hall's granddaughter's husband. He's his oldest granddaughter's husband. Brother Doug Bale uh, is Brother Rickard's father-in-law. And so that is a blessing to see Brother Jacob announce his call to preach. He's even related to Steve Vincent, Amen. related to several folks here in the church. And God's been working on Jacob for the last several years. And a blessing he announced his call to preach on Sunday morning. Lord willing, he'll be preaching his first sermon this Wednesday night. And so we're looking forward to seeing how the Lord uses that to bring God glory and honor. Amen. So pray for him. Pray for his family. And pray that God would bless and help there also as well. And do pray for our son Daniel and his wife Leanne. They're having, been having marriage problems for a while. They're going through a divorce and having some court issues today. Be in prayer for them that God would help work things out there. They've got four children under six years old and a lot hanging in the balance here. Pray for those children and their safety that the Lord would protect and help and meet those needs. And then we've got two different church members that have family members that passed away on Friday and funeral homes tonight and then funerals on tomorrow for both of these cases. And so pray for these families with their loved ones that have passed away. Also pray for these that are sick and afflicted and different problems that we have here in the church family. Let me say something about the message today. I actually began a message on Friday of last week that is a two-day message one message broken up into two parts. So we aired the first part on Friday. Today, we're going to go back and continue that as well as complete that on today's broadcast. But before I do, I've got a song here by Travis Alltop and Friends singing one entitled On My Father's Side. And then I've got the Shepherd family doing one acapella entitled Farther On. I trust these songs will be a blessing to you. And then the message from the Word of God. And it is time to look into the scripture again. We are returning to the scripture in Proverbs chapter number one, verses one through nine. I began a message a few days ago on the thought of God's two-step approach to wisdom. I preached one day on that already, and now we're going to pick up with that and actually complete that on today's broadcast. God's two-step approach to wisdom. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Proverbs chapter number one. We looked at this when we started our verse by verse study and we preached, I don't remember how many sermons from these first seven verses, but I want to read these, I want to read the first nine verses tonight. And if you would read with me, I, li- I do like that. Responsive reading, I'll read one verse and then you read the next with me. And the Bible says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, 
to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels, to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace under thy head and chains about thy neck. And we'll stop there with verse number 9. My message now to be short. I don't say hopefully it will be short tonight, but hopefully it'll be something that will be helpful to you. I'm preaching on this thought. This is my, this is my subject, my title. God's two-step approach to wisdom. Now, the Ten Commandments were famously written on two tablets. Matter of fact, I looked at, I looked up that phrase. You can get, if you, if you got a e-sword, or you can look in the strong accordance, but the e-sword will do a phrase. You can look up these words together. This particular phrase. Two tables. Two tables. You'll be surprised to find out 21 times in your King James Bible, it talks about two tables. There are two tables of stone. And it's talking about what we know as the Ten Commandments. Moses went up on the mountain. In Exodus 20, he got them. But it talks about, it says two tables in Exodus 31 is where it starts talking about it. 32, 34, he makes two new ones because he broke those two tables that he brought down originally. You remember that? The first ones were handwritten by the finger of God. Amen. But why did God have to make two tables of stone? I mean, couldn't he fit it all on one? He could have if he wanted to. But he had a reason for writing two tables. And Jesus said there's two commandments. And all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. But And I believe this is the idea. There are two tables. There are two steps that must be made if we're going to get wisdom like God wants us to get. Number one table is our relationship with God. And if you read those Ten Commandments, some people say the first five, others say it's the first six, depending on how you want to read that. But the first, I'll say five, I'll do it that way. The first table anyway, at least five or six commandments are directed between us and God. Remembering the Sabbath day, honoring God, not taking the Lord's name in vain, all that kind of stuff that's towards God. Then the second table is us towards others, not coveting what our others have got, not not being a false witness, not stealing what they've got on our relationship with others. So those two relationships is all God's dealing with. Our relationship with God and our relationship with others. Now Jesus is going to go on. You remember in in the text in Luke's gospel when that same, I believe same lawyer tempted our Lord, then he wants to justify himself. Well then who is my neighbor? So Jesus goes on tells him the story we know is the Good Samaritan. The idea of the Good Samaritan story that he was saying to that lawyer what, by the way, you ask him which one did love his neighbor. And he had to admit it was the one that helped him. Amen. And Jesus said, go thou and do likewise. Here's what Jesus was saying to that fellow. You're not treating your neighbor right. And the reason you're not treating your neighbor right is because you're not right with God. Really? It's that simple. And he, it boils down to these two, these two principles, these two steps. Hang all the law and the prophets. These two tables are important because they show us that first, we have responsibilities to God. 
And secondly, we have responsibilities to others. Now, having stated that, let me give some concluding precepts and statements and examples if I can, just quickly, and then I'll, I'll close, all right? I'll say my third point, concluding precepts and examples. I think we can look through historical examples, we can look through biblical examples, and we can see that these two principles always fit. Let me start out with this. Socialism. Socialism is involved in helping the poor working class people. That's what Marx claims, claimed they were about. That's what Bernie Sanders claims that it's about. <laughs> By the way, their whole thing about tax the rich, they have to keep raising the rate about what the rich are because they fit in that rich crowd. And they're going to too. When they redistribute the wealth, that don't mean everybody gets their fair share. That means it comes to them and they get to pick who gets what. Really? Amen. But this, this whole idea about socialism, here's what socialism does. Socialism says, we're going to focus on the second table of the law. We're going to deal with second base. We're going to deal with the second step, but we're going to cut out the first step. We ain't going to believe in God. We're going to kill God. Yeah. We're going to do away with God. And we're going to take care of the people, others. Only it never happens that way. Here's what they wind up doing. They do wind up, as far as they're concerned, getting rid of God. But they also wind up killing millions of their own people. It's happened every time. Every time socialism and communism took over a country, it's what's happened. In, in Russia, just, they just recently celebrated, I think it was, I think it was 2018, I believe, they just celebrated a hundred years of the communist revolution. 50 million Russians killed by their own people. Many of them starved to death by their own people to help the people. No, they wasn't helping. Them. By the way, Russia still got rich people and poor people. Amen. This, this is not, I'm not just trying to teach you history. It is historical. And I'm not just trying to teach you economics, but I'll say this. You can't, you spend all the money you want. Fight the war on poverty all you want. You're not going to do away with poor people. Jesus said, the poor you shall always have with you. Gonna be poor folk. Now they're gonna have cell phones. They're gonna have cable TV, satellite TV. Amen. Amen. They're gonna have two or three cars. And, and, well, I would just. Go, but they're poor. All right. Gonna always have the poor with you. This thing about socialism that says we're gonna deny God, but we're gonna look at people. I'm gonna tell you, when you deny God, you don't treat your fellow man right either. You don't. You don't treat your fellow man right. No country that has ever enacted socialism or communism has prospered. And no country that's ever instituted socialism or communism has ever treated their people in a humane way. China is that way, by the way. Forcing people to kill their babies. Now, we're fussing about the fact that they made it legal. China didn't just make it legal. They made it mandatory. Always wind up trying to do away with God and always winding up succeeding in killing millions of their own people. That's socialism. You know why? Because they don't follow God's two-step program. They try to turn it on its head. You can't do it. Well, let me give you an example out of the Bible. I thought about Adam and Eve, and I, I guess I could say this. I think I could say this right. You can't prove to me. I don't know that you, I don't know where Adam and Eve had ever had a problem with one another. I don't know if they did or not. But I imagine that they did when they realized they were naked. Here's what, here's what I thought about. I think this is right. 
What? They, they'd been naked before, but they weren't ashamed. You know why they weren't ashamed? Because Adam never looked at Eve wrong until he got wrong with God. And Eve never looked at Adam wrong until Eve got wrong with God. Amen. But we can bring it down to the next generation, Cain and Abel. We don't know everything about Cain and Abel, but I guarantee you, you will find Cain never had a problem loving his brother, never had a problem hating his brother until he got wrong with God. When he got wrong with God, he hated his brother. When he got wrong with God, he hated his brother so much he became a murderer. You know why? Marked off that first base, marked off that first step, and he couldn't make it to the second base. Couldn't make it to the second step. Amen. I I could go all through the Bible, find case after case. I don't have time if I'm going to keep it a short message, but I'll say this. Prodigal son. Look at the, the, the case of the prodigal son. We all know about it. We can talk about all the different things about the prodigal son. He's a good example. He had a loving father at home. And I don't believe he ever had a problem with his father until he, until he got out of gear with his heavenly father. When he got out of gear with God, he got out of gear with his father. By the way, I can prove this. When he got right with God, he got right with his father. Amen. When he got right with God, he got right with his father. I, I remember... Uh, over at Pleasant View, heard Brother David Young. He's preaching about the prodigal son, and he, he preached on what's wrong with just staying at home. Amen. He's preaching on don't leave the Father's house, stay in a good church, and stay at home. Amen. It's a good message. But anyway, he's preaching about that. He's talking about a man that years ago got out of gear with their church, and he, he said he's been a member of probably every church in our county. He said sometime back, he came to him, and he said to him, he said, David, he said, I am trying to get right with God. And here's what David said he told him. He said, listen, when the prodigal son got right with God, he didn't have to go to the neighbor's house to get right with God. He had to go where he got out at. I think that's right. I think that's a principle. You know this in farming. Those of us, if you've had cows, when they get out of the pasture, the best place to put them in is where they got out at. Find out where they got out at, put them back in, amen, and fix it. Fix the problem. Amen. If you don't, you, you, you run them around and run them in the gate, they'll go right back out where they got out to start with. Amen. This whole, this principle that prodigal son got right with God and he got right with his dad, I believe that's the order step one, step two. That's God's two step plan of wisdom. Amen. His approach to wisdom. Now, let, let me say this. Our country, our country is terribly divided. Our country is divided with anger, spite and hatred. Racial divide, political divide, gender divide, every kind of divide. If there's a pandemic across our country that's worse than COVID, it's this anger pandemic. Amen. This division pandemic. You've heard the news. They're they're fighting each other on airplanes now. They said that since they started keeping records, there's never been a year where more people have actually lashed out at the at the stewardesses and people like that on the airport airplanes. Worse than it's ever been. You know, you say, why is it? Well, maybe some of the mandates. It's just a lot of anger and resentment that are built up in people. Why is it that there's so much anger in our country? Could it be because America's turned her back on God? Could it be because America is no longer a land that fears the Lord? That first step's wrong, and so the second step's wrong. Amen. 
Homes are falling apart all around us. Husbands and wives falling out with each other. Parents and children falling out with each other. Amen. Husbands and wives separating and divorcing. Parents rebelling and running away. I'm children rebelling and running away, not parents. Well, me and Melissa did, I guess. We rebelled and ran away from our kids. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, but seriously, the kids rebelling and running away. Why is it? Probably because first base is wrong. Their homes don't have God in them anymore. Amen. Because the fact that we don't, we don't honor God in our marriages, we don't honor God in our home. First base is not covered like it ought to be. And so the second base is not covered like it ought to be. Amen. Well, I'll close with this. Let me just, let me just say this. If you think about it, think about it in your own life. Do you have somebody? Do you think of somebody, if God brings somebody to your mind, that you have a problem getting along with? No matter how hard you try, you just cannot get along with these people. And maybe you say, well, it's because they're so wicked. Well, then how about praying that God get them right so you can get along with them? And while you're at it, ask God, Lord, is there any spot on me? Is there any place where I need to move up a little bit better? Maybe if I would get right with God myself and then pray for them to get right with God, we could mend this this irreconcilable difference. Maybe it could be reconciled if we'd reconcile with God. I believe that's right. I believe if you'll take the first step, I believe the second step will follow naturally. I do. Our Lord gave that example. Solomon gives the example to his son as well. Amen. I I think there could be a lot more said about this principle. But I believe it's right here in the Bible. If we drawn out of God, I believe it'd help us to get closer to other people. If we'd drawn out of God, we could work on our problems with others. If we'd seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then we could seek to get along with our brothers and sisters. Amen. Instead of all this divide that's come across our land. You show me somebody that hates God, and I'll show you somebody that hates others too. Amen. Amen. They stand to our feet as they come with a song. God's given us this two-step approach to wisdom. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.